The cornerstones of the gray are depression and his effed up twin sister anxiety. That's the world I live in behind my eyes. How can I best describe the gray? Living in the gray feels like an internal bleeding of the soul. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi and welcome to Philosopher Insights. My name is Herb Lamba. Today we're taking a look at Unbreakable, how I turned my depression and anxiety into motivation, and you can too. This book is published in 2021. I wanted to share a number of my favorite insights from this book, starting with the three mantras, living in the gray, be of service, MVP, next Tuesday, and embrace your scars. So let's start with the introduction. Quote, I have lived life in the gray since I was a kid. Life in the gray. This phrase has found its way into my daily vocabulary since I first heard it and felt like it exactly described how it feels to me. I wake up every single morning convinced the sky is falling, and it's this heavy sadness that exhausts me, drags me down, and eventually drowns me. In the last few years, I've found ways to crack through the gray and see, dare I say, some slivers of blue. I'm afraid to say I found a way to the blue because people with depression get scared to jinx it when we find something that actually works. If you are reading this and wondering what the blue feels like because you haven't yet seen that sliver, I absolutely effing get you. I understand you. I hurt for you. But most of all, I got your back. And I hope that the tools in this book help you find a way there. This book is not your typical memoir. It is not your typical self-help book either. This is a journey that I'm taking with you, with all my readers, all of us together, to help us, where the gray has taken life over, to find the blue cracks. I hope to help you feel empowered by your scars and effed upness. It's okay to be effed up, truly. I'm effed up, but the difference now is I'm good with my effed upness, end quote. That is from the introduction of Jay Glazer's incredible book. I casually picked it up on a Saturday morning and finished the book the same day. I felt like I was watching a movie so intently that I could not take my eyes off the pages. Jay Glazer is best known for his work on Fox NFL Sunday as the NFL Insider. But after reading this book, you will discover just how far he has come both personally and professionally. If you struggle with depression or anxiety, as so many people do, I would highly recommend this book. The stories alone will inspire you to find your way out of your own gray. Insight number one, the three mantras. Jay shares three mantras that he created out of the advice that his dad had given him. One, be different. Two, outwork the world. And three, be the last one standing. Quote, how can I be different? Instead of trying to hide or apologize for the ways in which I wasn't like the other reporters, I vowed to take my differences and turn them into my secret weapons. Number two, outwork the world. If the others work 9 to 5, I would work from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I would outwork them all, not by a little, but by a lot. It's a trait that every successful person on the planet shares. 
Three, be the last one standing, which meant I would never, ever give up, end quote. How can you leverage the three mantras to move forward, be different, outwork the world, and be the last one standing? Jay toiled for many years before achieving the heights of success that he now enjoys. For a long time, he had to embrace the suck, but his vision and perseverance carried him forward. You and I can do the same if we choose. Insight number two, living in the gray. Quote, the cornerstones of the gray are depression and his effed up twin sister anxiety. That's the world I live in behind my eyes. How can I best describe the gray? Living in the gray feels like an internal bleeding of the soul. Like my insides are a wasteland where no trees or flowers could bloom. It's suffocating, dark, bleak, lonely, and painful mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. There is no spot that feels good. Living in the gray makes me feel like shit. My whole house, life, world, brain is that nasty gray. Not the Crayola gray that's kind of pretty, but instead this gray, ominous gray, disgusting gray. The more you know about it and can understand those who live in the gray, the more you'll be able to be a better teammate, leader, coach, husband, wife, son, daughter, mother, father, co-worker, etc. End quote. Jay does an absolutely magnificent job of sharing what it feels like to wake up every morning feeling like the world is coming to an end. He has reached the pinnacle of success, and yet he fights the gray every morning. Some mornings are better than others, but every morning is a fight to start the day. Quote, let me put it this way. Imagine if you entered every game knowing everything was against you. The worst things that can happen, you are just convinced will happen. And there ain't shit you can do about it. Even worse, you feel like all that bad stuff is going to happen because that's what you deserve to happen to you. Even though you are better than that, you just don't expect anything good to ever happen. End quote. This is part of what Jay shared with Los Angeles Rams head coach Sean McVay. McVay, like many of us, who don't battle the gray every day, found it difficult to understand and couldn't believe that he never knew this about Jay after all these years. For me, this was one of the most powerful messages in the book. You have no idea how many people live the gray daily and on the outside seem like they're living a good life. Jay will inspire millions to talk more about this by having the courage to share his story. Quote, are you lying? And by that I mean, are you pretending you're fine when you're really not? Maybe because you don't want to be a burden or because you're scared to admit to others, or even yourself, how effed up you feel inside. As you've seen, the problem with these lies is that they don't just hurt you. They also hurt the other people who could be helped by your vulnerability. So try this. The next time someone asks you how you are, if you're having a shitty day, don't just say great. Dare to say, I'm actually having a rough time today. Thanks for asking. You've been authentic. End quote. Be willing to be vulnerable. Be willing to be authentic. I can't think of two more powerful opportunities to get the help you need from the people who care about you the most. Another lesson I learned after reading this book is the importance of asking others how they are doing. You won't know unless you ask, and you may help pull someone out of the gray when they most need you to be their teammate. Insight number three, be of service. Quote, Ask yourself what resources you have available to you at work or through your own passions and hobbies. 
Figure out who needs what you have to give. Find a way to get it to them. Enlist your peers to help you, empowering them to be of service as well. Finally, teammate, I leave you with a very, very important part of the process. Love yourself up for your service, whatever it is. Let it sink in. Don't minimize it. Be effing proud of yourself. Love yourself because you deserve it. Make it a new habit. Every time you do something, however small, view it as big. Because it is. It all has a ripple effect. Oh, and don't worry if the full positive impact of your service isn't immediately obvious. Trust that it's worth doing no matter what. Trust that life is full of so many twists and turns that it will undoubtedly surprise you down the road by revealing to you that you helped many others in ways you never could have predicted, end quote. Be of service to others. I love it. Jay suggests that this is an essential part of pulling yourself out of the grave. I believe that being of service to others is like taking the express train to a happier life. In the world we live in today, think about how being in service to others could dramatically change your life. As the great Zig Ziglar said, quote, You can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. End quote. What gifts or talents are you holding back from this world? How could you put them to good use by serving your fellow neighbor or friend? Start small and let the ripple effect of your tiny actions impact the lives of countless others. Quote, Remind yourself, in that moment, you made the world a better place, and hopefully you inspired that person to pay it forward, because being of service not only helps others, it helps you too. End quote. Insight number four, MVP. Quote, I'm writing this book because the lessons we teach each other in MVP have led to a massive transformation among our group of veterans, a high-risk group. I am hoping that what we use in our closed circle can help change the narrative on suicide, depression, and self-worth in this country. And this book can make a dent in the suicide epidemic. End quote. MVP, Merging Veterans and Players, is a foundation that Glazer created once he discovered that vets and NFL players face very similar challenges in life. Quote, the commonality of veterans and athletes and the inner shift they go through when the uniform comes off is eerily similar. Obviously, I know the jobs are different, but the effed upness of losing that locker room, that structure, those bonds, and the loss of a shared goal, the loss of their tribe, is equally brutal. Okay, so it's a little less intense for athletes, but it still completely effing sucks to be thought of as you used to be fill in the name here, end quote. Athletes and vets spend their careers being told where to go, when to eat, when to train, when to sleep. But once they transition to the next part of their lives, all that structure they became accustomed to vanishes. The brilliance of MVP is it brings both groups together and allows them to bond as a new team. They come together and form a new locker room of friends and trusted partners who can openly talk about anything on their mind. Quote, and holy shit, my athlete friends were also struggling in their post-career transitions. And a lot of them had a similar backstory. Think about it. What makes you driven enough to be at practice 8 to 12 hours a day for 20 years to only compete for that Olympic gold once every four years? What makes you put on a football helmet, run down the field, and smash your head into refrigerator-sized dudes over and over and over again? 
something's effing off about you going in. I don't view this type of off as a detriment. I view it as uplifting. Off is a good thing. That effed upness is beautiful. It's what makes us effing different. End quote. Being a bit off is a good thing. Brilliant. I believe for people to achieve their full potential, they must truly embrace the fact that they will need to display courage and vulnerability. Those traits alone make them different than the average person. Quote, our central message for MVP athletes is that it wasn't the uniform that made them great. It wasn't the team. Nope. Those were the payoff. But it was what they have behind their ribcage that propelled them to beat out millions and millions and millions of others to play in the NFL or land on the Olympic team. That's who the F they are. That's who they are. And that doesn't suddenly leave when the uniform comes off. End quote. I love what MVP stands for. And Jay's message for anyone that is battling the gray is to go out and find your team. So you too can begin the healing process. In our next insight, let's look at the inspiration behind MVP and how it ultimately saved so many lives. Insight number five, next Tuesday. Quote, I'm also proud of another slogan I blurted out in one of our earlier sessions that first year of MVP's existence. You never know what lies around next Tuesday. As in, you'll never know when life will change for you. Some of the shittiest things that can ever happen could in fact end up blessing the world. You just never know who you're going to meet that will change your life. You never know what lies around the corner or next Tuesday, as I put it, end quote. Jay drives this powerful message home by sharing his connection with a boy with leukemia that he met at a charity event and how that encounter led to the birth of MVP. This young boy, Logan, who at the age of seven had spent half his life in the hospital, was a symbol of courage and giving. He was dealing with his own life-threatening diagnosis. Yet, Logan took it upon himself to ensure he welcomed other patients to the hospital. He was in service to others during a time when most people would dive deep into self-pity. At 15 years old, Logan had been in remission for four years, and Jay brought him to an MVP session. Quote, Logan, I know it effing sucks that you had leukemia, I said. I know it's terrible, but if you didn't, I wouldn't have met you. If I didn't meet you, we wouldn't have started MVP. I'm going to ask the room, if I didn't meet Logan and we didn't start MVP, how many of you wouldn't be here right now? End quote. Almost every hand went up when the vets and athletes were asked how many of them wouldn't be doing as well as they were right now if it wasn't for MVP. One by one, each MVP member would describe their personal struggle and how MVP saved them from attempting suicide. Quote, to Carrie Williamson, one of the war veterans in MVP said, Logan, your leukemia was the catalyst for what we would learn to be MVP. We spend our lifetimes trying to figure out what our purpose is, and you received it at a very young age. The sickness you defeated twice is the one thing that changed the trajectory of the lives of countless veterans and athletes, end quote. The question we should be asking ourselves during tough times is, what was around next Tuesday for you? A simple reflection, and I'm sure you have already encountered situations in life where you thought this was about as bad as it gets. But looking back, you realize that it led to something more beautiful than you could ever have imagined. 
Logan's story proves that you never know what lies around the next corner. You never know what lies around next Tuesday. Insight number six, embrace your scars. Quote, there are only two choices we have in life, teammate. Either let your pain and scars bring you down or let them raise you up. I'm insisting that you be proud of them, every single one of them. They make us different. And as I've realized, even more than that, they empower us. I'm talking about all kinds of scars, mental scars, emotional scars, physical scars. Be proud of every effing one of them. Look in that mirror every morning and love yourself up for the hard shit you've overcome to earn those scars, both inside and out, end quote. For people living their lives in the gray, as Jay does every single day, this is a powerful mindset allowing you to push through the hard times. I just love the phrase, love yourself up, because I believe everyone needs to be more compassionate with themselves. Quote, what scar have you overcome? What dark tunnel have you traveled through that didn't break you? I tell this to people all the time who have beaten illness, addiction, or any hardships that seem so incredibly difficult. That is what makes you different, and different is what leads to success. If you're beating yourself up for your struggles, stop right now and love yourself up for them. It's time to honor them, end quote. How good is that? Celebrate what makes you different. Don't let your challenging experiences in life hold you back. Instead, make the choice today to let them fuel your growth. That is my quick look at this incredibly passionate book. I always respected Jay Glazer, but after reading this book, I learned so much more about him and what makes him who he is today. Quote, What I ask, as you take in the lessons of this book, is try to implement them over and over and over and be relentless in your pursuit of them until they sink in. Be excited for change. And if you F up a million times along the way, I honestly don't care, nor should you. Just pick yourself up, brush yourself off, and let's walk this walk together, anew, the very next day. End quote. If you are really struggling to get out of the gray because anxiety and depression feel like they rule your life, I highly recommend this book. In fact, I would recommend this book to everybody because it's likely that in your inner circle there is someone who is battling the gray every day. And at some point, you may be the one bestowed with the honor of helping them through it. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights. My name is Herb Lamba. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lamba. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To go deeper with me, you can register for free at www.philosopherinsights.com for instant access to a growing library of Philosopher Insights, which are 8 to 10 page PDFs plus 20 minute MP3s that break down my favorite insights for the world's best personal development books. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Facebook at Optimal Herb. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.